Welcome to Real Paranormal Activity, the network. Entertainment you'll enjoy. You are listening to an RPA production where people gather. Foss Corporation, LLC. I asked the owners about it. Their response is not, oh, please. Their response is, yes, yes, it is haunted. So I did say, you know, to Donna, what is this ghost stuff? They started telling me about their experiences that they'd had in my house, the, the audio on a television coming out uh, when it wasn't on. Water going off and on. Lights flickering off and on. And she told me that from time to time, Danny had been in bed and felt the presence of a, a large presence in bed. Warm, cuddly, cuddled a little bit. And then it went away, and uh, he was asked, who do you think it was? And he said he thought it was a large woman. And I remember Donna said to me that this house inspired uh, Dan Aykroyd to write Ghostbusters. But don't worry, we haven't had a physical manifestation since 83. Cicello, two-time best-selling author and international speaker on intuition, and you are listening to Real Paranormal Activity Podcast with Aaron Hunter. Welcome. I'm Aaron Hunter, purveyor of paranormal stories, the occult, and the unexplained. Welcome to RPA. I hope you enjoy your stay. Hey guys, Aaron here, and Britt is currently away, and it is Monday, December 28th, 2020, episode 248. How's everyone out there around the world doing? And man, it's always great to be back in the hot seat, and I hope everyone had a great Merry Christmas. I sure did. And of course, New Year's is upon us. Hopefully 2021 will be more kinder than this past year, right? But as far as announcements are concerned, just want to let you guys know the witching hour showed its last episode last month. Season 2 is now done, and hopefully Season 3 will begin shortly. I don't know when, but with this coming first Friday of the new month, there will not be a new witching hour, so we're just waiting for Season 3. And also, this Wednesday, there will not be a new Terry's Mysterious Moments. His allergies has kicked in, and I know that feeling. Allergies, man. He gets them bad, I get them bad. Sometimes I'm laying in bed for three days trying to recover. Yeah, it feels like he got the flu, man. It sucks. (laughs) And so today we're going to do more listener stories. And man, I was looking at the backlog. We still have quite a bit, but we're putting a good dent into it. It looks like uh, some of those stories have been in there for six months. Yeah, so we really need to start uh, doing more and more stories for you, listener story episodes. But don't let that bother you. If you want to share your own paranormal experiences, merely send it to Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at realparanormalactivity.com. 
and I'll read it off on a future episode. And so with that, let's get the show on the road, and you guys know what that means. Oh, yeah, man. That's right. Say it with me. Say it with me, too. The story den. Follow me right this way. No pushing, no shoving, and the fires are blazing. Nice and toasty warm in here. And you guys know the deal. Grab a beanbag over there in the corner and find an empty spot on the floor. And as always, get behind my desk here, get comfy, and I print it off Brit's packet. Thank you, Brett, for doing that. Let's see what we got here. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. We got a long one, and we got a couple of short ones. Okay. All right. Let me take a sip of my green tea here real quick. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So good when it hits the lips. All right. The first one. This one is by Ellie, and it's titled Mysterious Knocking. Okay, Ellie. Let's see what you got, man. My house is relatively new, being built 16 years ago, and nothing haunting happens in this house besides the occasional out-of-the-ordinary stuff that I feel is someone letting us know that they're there. This story I'm about to tell is different. It was as if our house was haunted for a few hours. I had just gotten home from school and decided to grab myself a snack and sit down to watch TV. My older brother was downstairs in the computer room, playing around with a game online. I remember just sitting down on the couch, minding my own business when, all of a sudden, bang, 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 I stopped what I was doing for a second, and, and when the noise didn't continue, I put it off as being construction from across the street. But it sounded like it was coming from the attic. I thought it was impossible for someone to be up there for a long period of time because the structure isn't stable enough to hold someone that long. After about a minute of shrugging it off, I heard it again, three loud bangs in a row. It was as if someone was knocking on the wall as hard as they could. This time it only paused for a second, and then the three knocks became present again. I hurried downstairs to my brother to ask him if he could hear it. I couldn't believe it. The noise was so loud that he could hear it in the basement. It couldn't have been construction because the sound was fainter downstairs than upstairs. My brother started to get spooked from the noise and called my dad. The sound continued until my dad got home and he went up to check the attic. No one was up there and he shook it off as an animal. To this day, I know what I heard, and I know that it's not possible for an animal to make that kind of noise. After a while, my dad was able to convince my brother that it was an animal. However, I know that it wasn't. I also know that it wasn't construction because I later found out that no work was being done at that time. The noises occurred. I'm not sure what or who it was, I just know they definitely made their existence known. And that's from Ellie. Ellie, hey, thank you very much for sharing. Yeah, man, uh, first thing that comes to mind, that uh, this reminds me of what uh, Terry would say from Terry's Mysterious Moments. He calls these things uh, head scratchers. Is it paranormal or not? I don't know. Um, in the beginning, though, you do mention that there's the occasional out-of-the-ordinary stuff 
in that house. Whatever that is, you didn't go into detail. And you're talking about these bangs. Yeah, I know a little bit something about these bangs. They're kind of unnerving, right? <laughs> uh, you know, the old-timers know my story. I stayed at a farmhouse, and I bring it up every once in a while. Yeah, the bang I heard was like a shotgun blast in the middle of the night. And the farmhouse I was staying at, uh, it had woods along the back side of it. And, you know, I just thought it was so loud. I just thought a, a tree fell over, you know, a dead tree hit the house. Uh, that was just one bang. But you're hearing three bangs, and it sounds like it's constant. You know, three bangs, and you waited for a while, and then you heard it again, and it uh, a second or so goes by, and then more three bangs. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to say. I, You know, you guys, the audience, you know I don't just run to the paranormal. It's demons. It's ghosts. I always tried to um, debunk things, but... Uh, like I mentioned, uh, you are saying that there are the occasional out-of-the-ordinary stuff as well. So it sounds like you guys have some things going on there. Yeah, is it paranormal or not? I don't know. I don't know what it could be from a natural uh, standpoint. So, yeah, you the audience. You be the judge. Ellie, thank you very much for sharing. Yeah, that's. Uh, I like those. You know, it makes you think. What could it be? Huh. All right, what's next? What do we got? This is from Dark Knight, and it's titled, and it's titled The Duplex. Okay, Dark Knight, let's see what you got, man. This is my first story to RPA. This story involves my parents about a year after they were married in the mid to late 1970s. My parents moved into a small duplex in Nashville, Tennessee, and were both in their late teens. My mother has always been a sensitive, and to this day can still see and hear things. My father does have the ability, but it seems to not be as strong as my mom's. There are four different experiences they have told me, and I will share them all in this one story. The first incident happened when my mom was in the kitchen making food for my father and young cousin who was visiting. She could hear them in the living room talking and joking around when, all of a sudden, she felt two pokes on her left shoulder. She turned quickly, but of course no one was there. Five minutes later, the same thing happened while she was cleaning some dishes and again, no one was behind her. The second incident involves my father who had just awoke in bed to the sound of the shower running in the bathroom. The bathroom was attached to the bedroom and was the only way into the bathroom. He figured it was my mom in the shower getting ready for work and after about five minutes he heard the shower turn off. No longer than a minute had passed that the door opened and out came a woman in her mid-thirties dressed in 20s-style dark blue dress. She looked over at my father, then disappeared right in front of his eyes. My father jumped out of bed and looked outside, and the car was gone, which means my mother had already left for work. This is the only spirit my father has ever seen. The third incident was late at night when my parents were sleeping in the bed. 
They had a nightlight on in the bathroom, and my mom awoke for no particular reason. She lay there, facing the opposite side of the bathroom door, trying to go back to sleep. She glanced into a mirror they had on the wall facing the bathroom door. In the doorway in the bathroom was a young male in his early 20s staring right at her. As soon as she saw him, she screamed and smacked my dad to wake up. He jumped up, grabbed a baseball bat, then searched the entire place. They both thought it was a burglar, but every window and door was sealed shut and locked. The last incident involved my mother again, and she was laying in bed trying to take an evening nap home alone. She was facing toward the bathroom door with her eyes closed, but then I felt the other side of the mattress sink down. Assuming it was my father home from work, she began to turn to look, but then saw a pitch black shadow hovering over her. Frightened, she jumped out of bed and ran outside to the neighbors to call my dad home from work. She was too scared to go back in the house, so she waited outside in the freezing cold until he got home. She refused to stay there alone after that, and they moved shortly after. Uh, thank you for reading. And that's from Dark Knight. <laughs> you know what? Hey, thank you very much for sharing, but uh, yeah, those are correct responses. Uh, there's obviously something with that bathroom. Uh, two spirits, obviously, male and female. Yeah, uh, spooked your parents, obviously, the first time. Um, what was that? No, yeah, the first time it was your father. Here in the shower, water run, turns off, and then a lady appears and disappears. Yeah, and then your mom sees a a male and they thought it was a burglar yeah dad grabs a bat that's what I would do yeah yeah and then uh, yeah obviously the, the last incident um, yeah I wouldn't go back in the house <laughs> yeah your mom's just staying outside and wasn't going to stay home alone ever you know ever after that yeah good thing they moved of course it doesn't sound like anything uh, you know they weren't doing anything. They were just hanging out there. But, yeah, I, I couldn't stay there. No way. Yeah, Dark Knight. Thank you very much for sharing. All right. Yeah, we've uh, we've had a, a very mild winter so far, guys. Uh, it got a little cold last week. Uh, what was it, Thursday, Friday? Um, negative digits with the wind chill. But before that, it's been really warm weather. Um hardly any snow whatsoever just like a little dusting yeah it's been very very mild i don't know what's going on this one is by jelly and it's titled haunting in the male ward all right jelly let's see what you got man i was doing night duty in the male ward in newcastle province hospital south africa with me was the ward sister and myself and the nurse. We weren't so busy that night. We had four wards with six beds each in them, then two side wards. The front two wards were full, and the other two side wards flanked the open duty room. It was a funny day to start with. I was asleep in my flat for my night shift for the week. It was about half past 2 p.m., and I woke up with a bang in my room. 
I could not understand what was going on, as no windows were open, to close out the noise from the outside. Half asleep, I looked around and tried to see what caused the noise. I found out soon enough. On the carpet, on the right side of my bed, laid a heart-shaped little photo holder. I looked down at this thing and wondered how did it get to where it landed, as it was on my small portable TV in front of my bed. As I said, no wind blew, and that thing had been standing there for ages. I was shocked, but I crawled back into bed and eventually fall back to sleep. When I came on duty that night, I asked the sister in charge where Mr. So-and-so was. She said he passed away. I asked her what time. Lo and behold, it was the same time that frame flew off the TV in my room. I felt a bit creeped out. She looked at me and asked me if I was okay, so I told her what happened. She just gave me a funny look and shrugged it off as coincidence. I felt differently about it. It was very later that night, after all the work was done for the night, that we settled down in the open duty room. The nurse sat behind the door as you came in from the duty room from the front part. The sister sat opposite her, and I sat with my back towards the other door leading to the back wards. From where I sat, I could see if someone was about to enter the ward. I was busy with the stats for the night, writing down in the patient's files when I did their wounds or changed their drips, etc., etc., while sister did the ward stats for the night. It must have been around midnight or just after that something caught the corner of my eye. I saw that the night light for bed three was on through the curtains of the closed door. I did not think anything of it. It was about five minutes later when I looked again and it was off. I thought it was funny, but I did not say anything. I realized the ward was empty as all the patients were moved to the first two wards. Eventually, I finished my paperwork and looked up again, and the light was on again. Now, it freaked me out. I mentioned it to the other two, and they were very curious what was going on in the ward. I was on high alert by now as the light went off again. It could not have been a malfunction of the lights as the whole side would have done that. We watched in anticipation to see when the light will go off again, and it did. Me, being religious, thought this was very uncanny. The sister and the nurse became scared and said I must go in there to do something, like a prayer or something. I refused, but when this light went on and off for most of the early morning hours, I decided to wake up a priest who was one of our patients in the second ward, just next to me. He was half blind, but a gentle old soul. He told me not to be afraid and to go in there and just pray. As I went out of his room, I swear, I could smell something like sulfur. That light went on and off the whole night. At 5 a.m., we woke the patients for their medications and bed baths, etc., etc. We handed out the coffees and tea, and after we all had our cup of coffee, I said I will be brave enough to go in there. As I came into the ward, I heard a swishing sound to my right, 
and saw that the fan on the cupboard was blowing full force. I put it off. I went to that bed and started praying after I pulled open the curtains. I felt very funny. Then I went out and did the patient's reports in my ward that was allocated to me. And I was just busy with the last report when I saw the day sister come on duty. I waited for all of them to come on duty, then I asked them about the ward. I immediately realized that the dead man was in that bed before they moved him to another ward. The day staff was astounded to hear what happened during the night. The one nurse said after they had moved the patients, she was standing there looking out to the gate at the bottom. The ward was on the fourth floor. Because there was some drama with security shouting. She felt someone come to sit on the bed behind her, thinking it was one of the nurses, also wanting to see what was going on. And as she turned around, there was an imprint, but no one sitting on the bed. She also said she turned the fan off before we came on duty. It was ward policy. When a ward is not in use, the lights in the ward and every other appliance should be turned off. I told the day sister, was it a coincidence? She started to smile and just shook her head. She could not believe what happened. The next night, the female ward was full, and they asked us to admit this patient of theirs. She will go to their ward as soon as a bed opens up. Our third ward had men in it, so we cannot place her in there. Uh, the sister and myself walked over to the fourth ward. What did we find? The light in that ward was on when it wasn't on before. We admitted the female in the fourth ward that night, but we never touched the light and did not say a word about it to the day staff when they came on duty the next morning. Thank you for reading. And man, that was from Jelly. Hey, Jelly, thank you very much for sharing that. Yeah, it just goes to show you guys, not much has to go on to, well, maybe spook you. You know, again, a head scratcher. Looks like you're having a problem with this light going on and off, which it shouldn't be. I like it that, uh, you know, there's other people with you, you know, two other people. And they're seeing this light on and off, on and off. You talk to a, a priest, which was a, a patient of yours. <laughs> he says, ah, don't worry about it. Just go in there and say some prayers over the bed. And it looks like, you know, that so-and-so person who died, uh, you know, might be hanging around. Because it sounds like you guys aren't used to this sort of thing. And so it spooked you. So, yeah, you know, is it coincidence a patient dies that was there and the light in that patient's uh, area where he used to be is switching on and off? I, You know, who knows? Coincidence or not? Yeah, that's a great story. Hey, Jelly, thank you again. And that is it. That's all the stories that I printed off, guys. That's all that Britt uh, gave to me. And as always, just want to say thank you to everyone that comes to the RPA Network. I hope you are finding, uh, you know, something you like, either the audio shows, you know, the podcast, or, you know, the movies, the film. The indie films that come out the first Friday of every month, which is coming up here shortly. And I also want to thank all the premium members out there. Thank you very much. It really helps out the show and pays our bills. If you want to become a premium member, just go to the website, realparanormalactivity.com. Big old button there that says Get Premium Access. It's only $3.99 a month. And what you get for your money 
is all the previous RPA Monday shows, the listener stories, bonus shows, the interviews, even a little bit over 30 audiobooks of folklore from countries around the world. Hours upon hours upon hours of entertainment. $3.99 a month. You can cancel any time as well. And that really helps us out. Help support RPA and we'll continue on as always. And just a friendly reminder, there will not be uh, Terry's Mysterious Moments this Wednesday. His allergies has kicked in, so I feel for him. But tomorrow is Tuesday, and there will be another episode of Aaron's Horror Show with Mr. Aaron Farrell. And the new year is upon us. So, guys, be safe out there. Don't drink and drive. Don't get behind the wheel. Take a taxi. Have a designated friend. You really don't want to be out there driving. You might hit somebody. And that's the end of that. You know, so many uh, variables that could happen. So, you know, just be safe out there. Do what you want to do. Have some fun and get home safe or stay at home. That's what I do. (laughs) I just stay in for New Year's. And I am calling it. The show's been produced by myself and Britt and is also made possible by LaFoss Corporation. And man, we love you. Oh, yeah, we do. As always, thank you and 